Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Formula One time again. We are at the end of April. Oh, it's been a month off. Four weeks seems like forever for the Formula One, doesn't it? And I hope you guys are up to speed on Netflix Drive to Survive. It is fucking unreal and i know i'm probably annoying everybody oh god would he ever stop going on about fucking formula i know i know it is amazing though guys and we're back we are back the formula one seasons have been great this year now sure the racing hasn't been as we want it to be just yet there's been some great moments there's we've had a couple of flashes where holy shit lads look get out the popcorn it's been amazing i think so far as in, in terms of the drama, the controversy, like Perez, all of a sudden he's in contention for the championship? Where the fuck did that come from? Perez is the number two driver in the in the, the fucking Red Bull team. What's going on, right? He's not getting the attention as Verstappen would. Now all of a sudden he's getting it. This could actually go down to the wire with Verstappen and Perez. And I'm even going to th- throw in the dark horse. Fucking Alonso is in contention now i think he's got a real uphill battle he's definitely the third fastest car you could argue maybe the second fastest car but i'm gonna go with just to be kind of but a bit of a devil's advocate on this he's the third fastest car okay i think alonso's definitely got some wins in him this year and uh oh i think alonso for the small tight tracks like a monaco grand prix Small track, really, really tight, okay? I mean, it's literally just stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. There's no high-speed corners there. That's where Alonso's going to do well, I personally think. Could I be wrong? Maybe so. But I think that's where Alonso and Aston Martin are going to get their advantage over anyone else. And not just that as well. You've got to remember any reliability issues, right? You've got Verstappen, Perez. You see, what you've got to remember too in racing is that the game can come to you. It's kind of like golf. It's like it's like a lot. Fuck. It's like a lot of sports, where you can go and try and win the race. Sure, of course you have to try and win the race, but sometimes the race comes to you. In other words, the guy ahead can fuck it all up, or they have a retirement, they have got a reliability issue, the car breaks down, whatever the fuck it is. But that's the great thing. Kind of just like golf, you know. You can score your pars. You might not get the birdies, but if the guy in the lead is scoring fucking bogey, 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 the game starts coming to you, baby. That's right. Okay, guys, so let's go into it. So let's have a look at this weekend. And I want to have a look at the... This is a really exciting weekend, guys, I think, for for the season because this is the first sprint race of the season. And the great thing about it, the stakes are now higher right the sprint race was three points now if anybody's seen the sprint races already you know what i'm talking about all right so they've changed the format whereas if you won the sprint race last year you get three points for the win so okay it's not a whole lot of points but i can tell you this guys if you're up for the championship and it comes down to the wire between you and one other guy and it has one point in the difference Believe you me, a sprint race can be very, very important and crucial when it comes right down to the to the wire. And even more so, the stakes are higher now. It's now eight points for the win in the sprint race instead of three. It's incredible. So I'm going to have a look here now. Now, I've had a look, 
have been studying it, observing it, but what I want to do, guys, I just want to make sure I've got all the information correct for you here, and I haven't missed, I haven't missed anything, so I'm actually on Formula1.com. You should definitely check that website out, guys. So I know what the uh, the format is, but I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything out, okay? So we're going we're gonna to read from their website here. It's a brilliant website. So they're saying here, what is the F1 Sprint? They're saying, now in its third season, F1 Sprint is a 100-kilometer dash to the flag. Okay, so there's no pit stops, guys. That's the nice thing about it. So it's everything or nothing, right, for that eight points. Now, they're saying it's like a 20 cricket match, 2020 cricket match, where the emphasis is on attacking. Well, okay, I agree with that. So Saturday afternoon, it'll be a 17-lap race for the sprint. And it'll take, they're saying, roughly about 30 minutes. Well, um, fair enough, okay. Probably about 35, 40, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So, like we were saying, eight points for the win, descending to one for P8. So, that's the good thing about the sprint race, guys, is that everybody does score a point in the top eight. So, it does keep things interesting, because, like I'm saying, the high stakes of the championship now, these are bigger high stakes for the sprint race, and the great thing is... Even if you have a disaster of a sprint race, you're still keeping yourself in the game. Which is awesome. You know, because even if you're in fucking 8th position, you'll fight like hell to get that one point. Well, I hope to God they do, and if they're any decent quality drivers, they'll know that even one point at the end of the day can mean everything between winning and fucking losing. So, okay. Let's have a look how it actually plays out. How does it all work? So, for this year, for the sprint races, there's going to be two qualifying sessions. Now, the first will take place on Friday, which is tomorrow. This is Thursday, guys, for the just before the, uh, the practice and the actual race weekend. And now, however, this is the nice thing, and this is where it all changes. So, the qualifying will be tomorrow on the Friday. The first qualifying will take place on the Friday, but that session will determine the grid for Sunday's race. Now, the Sunday's race is the actual main Grand Prix. Now, that's interesting, right? So, like, they're not getting that much practice, guys, which is so cool, like. So, they're just throwing the fucking car on the track, warming warming themselves up, getting familiar with the track, getting the car just a general good setup. And then they're straight into fucking qualifying. It's brilliant. Oh, I love it. Now, what happens then? On Saturday, they're going to have a second shorter qualifying session. Right? So that will replace the second one-hour practice. And this is your qualifying for the sprint race. And they're actually calling it the sprint shootout. Which is kind of a cool name. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But still, it's quite cool. So, how does it work? Okay, is the same format as traditional qualifying. Yes, it is indeed. So what the nice thing about this here is that Q1 qualifying one will be 12 minutes. It's a little, oh, we'll go straight into it. Qualifying two will be 10 minutes and qualifying three, eight minutes. So the sessions are actually a little shorter now. Which is, again, even better, guys, because they might, they'll might they get one lap in, flying lap in. They should anyway. However, if they have a problem with the car, it ups the stakes now even more because now they've got less time. So even if they have a disastrous one flying lap, they might have enough time for a second quick lap. So again, it's it really is 
all or nothing for that first lap. Because you gotta make sure it's a good one. Because you mightn't have another one. So, oh, it's so juicy, guys. <laughs> it's fucking class. And then, of course, we've got the race then on Sunday. Now, the Baku race sounds like a Star Wars, like Jabba the Hutt. I think it's great, isn't it? Uh, Baku, straight out of Star Wars fucking planet, anyway. Uh, it's a great track, guys. You should definitely check it out on YouTube, like an onboard now, you know, onboard pole lap. It's a street track, and there is no room to have a mistake. Like, no room. There's one or two runoff areas. Now, if you don't know what a runoff area is, basically means there's an extra bit of tarmac. So let's say they're on a straight going at 210 miles an hour, which they'll probably get to speeds of 210, maybe a bit more, depending on their setup of the car, the aerodynamics. But let's say something happens with the car. They overbreak, overshoot the corner. They outbreak themselves. In other words, they go too late on the brakes and they overshoot the corner. They miss the corner. What happens is there's a runoff, so just in case they don't just go slamming into a wall at 210 miles an hour, there's a little runoff, and it's just basically an extra bit of concrete tarmac track. Uh, not concrete, tarmac, and they just run onto that, and that's it. So then they can just literally turn the car around and off they go. Now there's about three or four, and in fairness, you'd need that really at the sprint, at the, a, a track like this. Huge speed. Now, I quite like the risk, I have to say. If they didn't, it, again, it would up the stakes even more. Back in my day, we'd certainly have that, but these days it's a bit safer. And look, you got to respect that too, in fairness. So, there's not much room for runoff in many areas. There's about, like I said, about two, three, maybe four runoffs, and that's okay. But guys, one small, and I mean miniature, fucking mistake here, they're into the wall. Bang. And it's even more high stakes than Monaco. If you've seen Monaco, beautiful layout, beautiful scenery right in the center of fucking Monaco. Gorgeous place. But this is a, a faster speed track. So again, it just ups the ante. And ups the ante of even more of a crash when, it, when they hit the, the wall or God forbid. Hopefully, touch wood, they don't. Obviously, it's kind of... It can be entertaining, of course, when they do crash. But, you know, you don't want anybody hurting themselves but uh yeah so the stakes are high they've got low speed corners they've got high speed they've got some medium speed but again really what baku's about is finding a good aerodynamic balance you've got l very long straights which you need to have a, a low aerodynamic base because you need to get down that that straight fucking fast otherwise you're screwed but the problem is is that you've got the other corners so if you don't have enough downforce on the car, you're going to struggle in the bends. So it's always about that balancing act, guys, of where can we find the grip? Do we need more engine power? Do we need more grip? Do we need more grip? Do we need more engine power? Etc, etc. So that's what's happening. And I think really they're going to probably go for a lower aerodynamic grip level and base level. I think that's really the place to go because like you've got Red Bull now. <clears throat> now you see Red Bull and Ferrari would generally have an advantage on this one because their engine is so good at the moment, you gotta admit, that they can sacrifice a bit of aerodynamic grip because they have enough. 
right? So they can actually put on more aerodynamic wing on the car, which will help because then they've got enough engine speed. So therefore, they can pile on the aerodynamic wing and guess what happens? They have enough more, they have enough grip and more grip, should we say, in the corners. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, gonna be interesting, guys. So let's have a look at the standings. <clears throat> so at the moment we've got Verstappen in the lead at 69 points. Ooh, Verstappen is definitely the man to beat this year. I mean, really, like Verstappen is 69 points. Perez, his teammate, is at 54 points. Perez, you see, like I'm saying at the start here, I think it's going to be interesting because now you've got two teammates battling for the championship. Only question is, does Christian Horner allow this? Do they want their golden boy Verstappen to be tampered with, to be played with? Hard to know. I don't think he will. I think they'll keep it close to a certain degree this year and then they'll slow Perez down, keep Verstappen in the lead, make sure they secure the championship and the constructors and boom then they'll give Perez a couple of wins now guys you might think I'm sounding goddamn fucking crazy here when I'm saying what 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 the fuck is he talking about believe me guys there's a lot of politics in racing it happens in Formula One it happens in karting it happens in the the medium levels Formula Ford Formula 3 2 Formula 2000 you fucking name it Formula 3 it's everywhere there's a lot of politics now what I like about this year, though, is Alonso. I honestly think Alonso is the dark horse this year. Now, Alonso's coming in in third position in the championship at 45 points. So, okay, what is he? He's 20, 24, behind, 24 behind Verstappen. Now, that's almost a full race, a full round. of. So you get 25 points for a win. He's 24 behind. So Verstappen and Perez would have to have a non-finish. Alonso win and then he's leveling and tying at points so he's got a bit of an uphill climb now Hamilton is in fourth I wouldn't even call him the dark horse he's on 38 points uh, like let's have a look here now I'm just going to go through uh let's have a look so let's go through some of the races we had this year now already okay so in Bahrain we had Verstappen followed by Perez Alonso. Hamilton came in fifth at Bahrain. Right, so let's have a look at Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia Jeddah would be very similar to Baku with the high speed and the medium speed corners. Now, with the slower speed, not so much. But if there's any type of similar track, I'm going to think Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, that track at round two where Perez won... That would be a similar enough track to where we're going this weekend. So if that's anything to go by, if I have any correct information here on that, Perez won the last time, Verstappen in second, Alonso third. <sighs> Hamilton com comes in fifth. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Hamilton comes in fifth. So even if you look at Hamilton here, his results have not been great. Now, in Australia, he had a second position. I think Hamilton got, I wouldn't say lucky, the car is quite good in that type of track. Now, Australia Grand Prix, the Melbourne Grand Prix, it's not a very fast track. It's very slow to medium speed corners. Uh, and of course, 
Mercedes have been struggling this year. They've got some upgrades coming soon, that's what they're saying. Which, look, that's great, but to be honest, all the other teams are going to have updates coming as well, so... You know, they're taking two steps forward, but everybody else is taking fucking two steps forward too. Unless they find something unbelievable, well, then again, it is Mercedes, it is Toto Wolf. Toto Wolf is an incredible team owner, I've got to say. He's got his weak spots, but he is a really, really good team owner. He's fucking very clever man. He's professional. He's on the ball. He can be full of shit at times, and he, he was sulking in Drive to Survive Netflix, which I couldn't believe. And by the way, guys, you should see that if you haven't seen it already. And the bitching and moaning he's gone on about because Red Bull are in the lead is... Jesus, it's like a five-year-old child. So I, I've lost a bit of respect for him there now, I have to say. But all in all... The guy's on the ball. He really is. So if there's any man to pull an upgrade out of their ass and get back up to the front, it would be Mercedes. I would think 80% extremely doubtful. Right? So they'd have like 80% they're not going to overtake Red Bull this year. Now, it's still 2 out of 10, 20%. You never, never know. So, okay, guys, I think, you know... I think we'll leave it there because we've covered a lot and let's just see what happens this weekend. I think what we're going to have this weekend is... I've been quite good with predictions. Oh, and by the way, guys, big shout out to Raj. Roger Parks, my my boy, and John O'Hara. Those two boys will be joining me again for another podcast coming up soon for the F1, which is great. And Raj was going to try and uh, get in for a podcast for this one for Azerbaijan. Uh, but unfortunately he couldn't make it so shout out to you Raj I love you buddy and we're going to do one again soon very soon and John O'Hara you're the man we're going to have another one soon again uh, we had a great response from the last one so uh, look forward to having those guys on again it's going to be great and um, yeah guys I think mm, I'm going to go with Verstappen for the win again this weekend followed by Perez and followed by Alonso are Russell. I've got a feeling about Russell this weekend. I don't think Aston Martin will have the engine speed. Don't get me wrong. It's a fucking quick car, but I just think they're going to struggle. I just think they're going to struggle. And Mercedes, they've got a good engine behind them. And I think I'd actually rate the Mercedes engine over the Aston Martin engine. Now, Aston Martin have got definitely a better car balance, I personally think. So they do gain the advantage back over Mercedes there. So, okay. Prediction, guys. Verstappen for the win. Perez in second. And Alonso. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go with Alonso in third. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alonso. Followed by Pere- uh, Russell in fourth and Hamilton fifth. Mmm, that's interesting. Who's going to get it? So, guys, in close. Love you all. Thanks for listening. And hey, get on to Drive to Survive Netflix. And we're actually going to start doing some previews of each episode in Drive to Survive over the next coming weeks. We're going to go literally back to season one, episode one. And we're going to, I'm going to watch it over again. I'm going to come on to the, do a podcast, do a preview of that episode. And then we're going to go on to the next one. So we're going to have plenty more F1 coverage, plenty to talk about. And guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. And let's enjoy Baku. And I'll be back on Monday 
with my preview of Baku. Enjoy the Formula One, guys. Bye-bye.